Welcome to Tusker Talk. This is Amanda Bergen, the Communications Coordinator for the Somers Central School District, and I'm here with Dr. Ray Blanche for a superintendent update. Today is Thursday, January 14th. So Dr. Blanche, we've almost made it through the first semester of this school year. It really is quite amazing, Amanda. You're right, roughly uh, tomorrow on Friday, we're about 80 days into the school year. So with that thought, uh, if you would have asked uh, uh, myself and the team if we would be here, here, I think I would have said yes then, but I think I certainly would have had some doubts. But uh, <laughs> as I certainly got into it and have seen how amazing our staff, faculty, community, and kids have been, um, I have no doubt that we will be able to complete the remainder of the school year as well as we have so far. And hopefully again with the vaccinations coming on board and uh, we can even do it a little bit better. But uh, our district has done some amazing work. Yeah, it's a testament to the teachers and the kids and the families that we've been able to stay in school as much as we have. Absolutely, and, and things like our nurses team, they have been just amazing through this process. They've come together collectively across the district, helped us with all of the screening that's necessary. Uh, they have done a, a yeoman's work every morning to making sure those screenings are complete and things like that. And then uh, custodians and making sure those classrooms are clean on a daily basis and those things. So every player across the team is just, uh, it's, it's a proud moment. Yeah, it really is. It is. We've sent some messages out to the community about um, our COVID-19 testing process that we're working on. If we are designated, do we know yet what that percentage is that we would need to test? So that number has actually moved okay. as lots of these other things. And it may move again, state. but for right now. <laughs> I anticipate it will. <laughs> and so um, the number uh, we believe is closer to a 9% based upon some of the governor's pieces that he has shared lately, as well as what the um, capacity of the regional hospitals and not just the available beds, but how many IC units they have available things. So there's a, a formulaic approach they have. So to prepare for that, uh, again, our nursing team and uh, honestly out of Matt Carr's office where he's done an amazing job this year in so many different things. Uh, we have already reached out to the state to uh, allow us to obtain some of those tests preemptively. So if we are identified as a microcluster, we can have those right here. If we end up being identified as a microcluster, it's my understanding that we kind of jump the list and we get those here very quickly. But we're trying to preemptively grab some. So if we don't get them in advance, right, uh, we'd have to shut down until they can get those tests to us. So actually, we have a two-week period to complete those tests. So let's say for, uh, for uh, argument's sakes that we were notified that tomorrow we've hit the threshold, we're a yellow zone. We have two weeks to complete our testing. But would we have to shut down? We do not. We do not have to shut down. What we're doing in the district, once we get those tests on site, we then will close more than likely for the first week, two days, to complete 10% of the random testing that we have across the school district. We'll open up for a few more days, then the following week we'll close down for two more to do the remainder 10%. We have a total of 20% we have to go ahead and test. And then I absolutely believe we will be below that threshold mm -hmm. and then we can open up our schools. So we have a two week period to execute overall a 20% testing of the staff, the drivers, our custodians, our kids, everybody. And in that testing time, we have to at least do 10% each week. 
So that's where the split comes up. So the only reason we would close our buildings during that time would be in order to conduct the testing. Correct, and a and couple of things in that are, again, our nursing team, they um, have identified where more than likely we will have a centralized location right now. We have a place would be out at the high school, so folks would come up, they would kind of drive through, get the test, and move along. So that uh, would expediency would work across the district. And uh, then we certainly, if we have, happen to have a, a person that's identified as positive, well, nobody's in the schools. So we don't have to try to you know, scramble and get our buses rolling and, and commandeer. So we would know that and be able to handle that ahead of time. Mm -hmm. But what we're seeing from those schools who have had to do a similar approach is the testing that has uh, come back as positive has been in roughly around 1% or less as a testing rate. We certainly know that uh, there are individuals across our schools that may be positive, asymptomatic, yet because of the great job the custodians are doing cleaning, the great separation the teachers do in the classroom, the great job the kids are doing in the hallways, we're not seeing a transfer in the schools. So again, we absolutely believe that we'll be at a, a very small number like that and can reopen our schools. Again, this is only if we are determined to be in the zone. Right. Uh, I don't know if we'll even hit that threshold right now, especially as, again, we're getting close to hopefully some of the vaccinations coming online and that work. And we're very excited this week. I've heard from some families around here who've gotten their shots, staff members who've received those initial mm -hmm. shots and things. So uh, you, uh, you, get a, you get a good, uh, this feels like the little wind behind our sails right? on this. So, it's yeah. nice to finally have some good news to think about moving forward. There's some new quarantine guidelines that were released by the Westchester County Department of Health. Correct, Th th those are, and um, you know, change is often difficult for people and yet it is the one constant right <laughs> as uh, my friend mr gradati would say and so the reality is we started the fall this district our entire nation or country did not really know exactly what we were dealing with well you know so i appreciate that we did start out very conservative and said look you, you need to make sure that here's the distancing and here's the cleaning and here's the quarantining procedures and stuff well especially a district like ours, we've had our kids in school every day, K through six and seven through 12th have been in every other day. And we've kept them in there, uh, you know, 90% plus of the time at the K through six and about 84% of the time at the other levels. So we've had kids in a lot. Mm -hmm. And so what we have clearly seen is that, again, we're not seeing spread of this in the schools. And the same thing happened in school districts around us and in Westchester. So Westchester Department of Health has updated those guidelines. The six feet of separation is still absolutely mandatory. The mask wearing is absolutely mandatory. What we were seeing was, for example, we're in a classroom, a typical size classroom, there may be a dozen kids in there. And what we were doing and told before is if there was a case inside of that classroom, the whole classroom would have to be quarantined, the teacher, teacher assistant, and the dozen kids. Well, right now it is, well, where's the individual that was identified as positive and kind of basically draw a circle around those. Was there anybody that was inside that six foot circle that did have a mask, but they were inside that six foot circle, then that's a quarantine. So now you're talking three-ish, maybe four to class versus the entire class. And more often than not, teachers wouldn't be because they're mobile throughout the classroom or they're at the front of the classroom. So the impact is significant less. We've already felt like at this just in the two weeks after the new year. So that is helping us allow us to keep the schools open more allowing more children to be in school more And often. that goes for the lunchroom too, right? I'm glad you mentioned that, man, because that was where they first started. They had first started like in our lunchroom, our larger spaces. Mm -hmm. um, the ceiling's obviously more elevated. There is just flat out more space. And so that was where it started. 
Again, in the clutch and uh, the lunchroom, they're there, they're unmasked, so it's a little bit wider ring, but as you can imagine, instead of 60 or 70 kids being, uh, you know, quarantined, you're talking about maybe 20% of that who have mm -hmm. to get quarantined. So mm -hmm. it just has helped all along, all along the board. So to recap, if you're in a classroom and you don't have your mask on, you're going to have to quarantine. Yes. If you're in a classroom with your mask on and you're six feet or more away from the person who tested positive, you don't have to quarantine. And if you're in the lunchroom eating lunch since you've got your mask off, if you're 12 feet or more away, you don't have to quarantine. Right, and that's, okay. that's the part that we're, we're being told again, anytime we do have those pieces, we certainly let the scenario go through the Department of Health so they understand it and right, those pieces. Right, we check with them. And buses, it's the same six foot rule. Yes, oh my goodness, and that, that is such a big change for us. Uh, I had not anticipated, in particular at the elementary level, you know, they've done a great job setting up the new instructional uh, model this year. If an uh, individual is identified positive on a bus, let's say you had 25 individuals on that bus, the entire bus was quarantined. Well, that's not 25 kids out of the same class, even the same grade level. That cuts across the entire school. So then what you're seeing is it impacted, could be all the classrooms, could be half of the classrooms, where now we're again seeing that you know, six feet in front to the side and behind, you may have three or four versus an entire bus. So once again, that helps immensely for the operations and the consistency in the classroom. That, that was another major game changer for us. That's great. Yeah. All right. Well, next time yes. we're going to talk about the middle years program update and what's going on there. So we'll, we'll tease that for our next superintendent update. Sounds great. Thank you. Amanda. All right. Talk to you next time. All right. Bye -bye.